All right. Thank you, everyone, for um, jumping in for another episode of Lionel Home Loans. Um, again, this is a podcast uh, based on financial literacy, pretty much going over the basics of anything related to finances, whether it's mortgages, lending, insurance policies, credit, banking, anything that has to do with the basics of, of um, a podcast uh, of our financial literacy. So again, thank you for everyone that joined the last episode, which was about investment properties. Um, I was telling you guys that I always have new episodes coming out with guest speakers, and I'm happy to bring back one of my guest speakers from the past, which is Lino. He's a financial advisor. And I got another guest speaker this time. It's Mustafa. He's an attorney, and he's going to be discussing today a few topics, uh, specifically uh, estates, trusts, and wills, You know what, what, what those things are, what how they're somewhat similar, if they are similar, what the differences are, and, and how that fits in into, into the financial industry. Um, so uh, let me introduce you. So this is Mustafa. Hi, hello everyone. Uh, this is Mustafa Abdul Rahman. I'm an attorney um, in Los Angeles County. My office is in Pasadena. Um, been practicing law for about 15 years. I graduated from Southwestern Law School. I got my undergrad degree from the University of California, Riverside. Uh, pretty much been in Southern California, uh, you know, my whole life. Practiced law in every county from Ventura to um, all the way out to San Bernardino. Um, you know, I really specialize in providing services to, um, you know, people who otherwise, uh, you know, can't afford an attorney, people in the uh, the low-income community, underserved communities. Uh, so that ranges from, from everything, you know, all the way from, um, you know, civil litigation, um, criminal defense, uh, entertainment law, um, bankruptcies, uh, wills, trusts, uh, things of that nature. Okay. Right on, right on. And, um, let me, let me, tell me a little bit about yourself. Like what are, what are your hobbies? Well, you know, I'm, you know, married to the law, you know, so <laughs> it's, um, you know, something to do if, um, you know, I have a client that, that has a need. Um, so that really consumes most of my time. Um, other than that, I'm a big uh, Philadelphia Eagles fan, as I enjoy um, following them. I'm also a Laker fan, so I enjoy going to the games. Um, outdoor person, you know, so recently I've been going to the um, the Griffith Observatory and, um, you know, stargazing. But other than that, I like taking walks, you know, hikes in the mountains, going to the beach, you know, things like that. Right on. Take, taking advantage of the Cali weather, right, and the atmosphere and uh <laughs> you got to, you know, it's so yeah. much to enjoy. Right on, right on. And and Usafa, what what's the name of your law firm again? Well, I'm a solo practitioner, so um, you know, the corporation's name is the Law Offices of Mustafa Abdul Rahman. Um, gotcha. Okay. And um, how long have you been a, a lawyer or an attorney? Uh, Fifteen years. I've been practicing. Fifteen years. Okay. Years. Okay. And what led you into entering the industry? Well, you know, it's just <clears throat> when I was in college, you know, so many, you know, people from my community, um, you know, just had so many uh, legal questions. And because I was in college, they were looking to me for a lot of the answers, um, you know, for a lot of things that they needed to do. So that's what, um, you know, first piqued my interest in the law, because I saw that, um, you know, my community really needed a lawyer, you know, so why not? Gotcha. Okay. And, and just, just for the people who out there who want to learn about becoming a lawyer and attorney, how long does it take to become one, actually? 
Well, you, you have to um, graduate undergrad. So that takes um, usually about four, four years. Um, it may take longer, but that's okay. Um, and then when you go to law school, the typical traditional law school is three years. Um, you know, there are some programs that allow you to do it in two years. So, you know, after high school, you're looking at, you know, at least on about seven years of um, of education before you're able to take the bar. Understood. Okay. Okay. And then after you take the bar, your schooling, what do you, do you look for someone else to work under their, under their wing or, or how does that work? Or is that, well, is, that, you, is, that is that a route? Yeah, you, can. you can usually, um, you know, in law school, you know, you have an, an externship, um, you know, working with a lawyer, you know, or getting, get a job to get that, um, you know, real world experience, um, and then once you graduate, you know, it's up to you. Like me, I kind of just hit the ground running. You know, I started practicing on my own fresh out of law school. But, you know, I always kept a, an attorney who had experience and um, you've been practicing for a while. I always kept them close by, you know, in case I had any questions. So there's a, a couple different ways you want to do it, you know, whether you want to sign up and work for a firm or work for a small law firm. Or, or just um you know work for yourself I right right so you know okay and then um again you what what type of law do you practice i mean do you, i know you do civil law and you do criminal law correct right okay and then um so to the to those who don't know what that means what, what does that mean exactly could you elaborate a little, a little bit on that kind of cases the kind of things you took on both sides yeah, sure. So, you know, civil litigation, you know, like I said, I, I serve the community. So civil litigation can resolve from anything um, from range from anything from as far as my practice goes, um, filing, uh, you know, employment law litigation, you know, um, defending employment law litigation. Um, that's, you know, trust litigation, you know, filing um petitions, probate petitions, um, litigating wills and fraudulent wills, um, you know, suing people for violating business agreements. Right, um, right. Okay. Partnerships. Um, you know, all of that encompasses civil, civil litigation. Okay. You know, family law, you know, divorce and co child custody issues. Um, all of that is, uh, you know, encompasses civil litigation, and I have experience in um, in all of those areas. Then, obviously, criminal, you know, that's that's pretty simple. Um, yeah, that's, but you know, every single thing um, that you can do in America, um, you know, is governed by the law. You know? Correct. So, um, Okay, well, right on. Thank you for for elaborating on that and explaining what that means. Um, now I just I want to introduce reintroduce Lino. So Lino, jump back back on the episode back on the uh, the podcast. I am here, sir. How you doing, Lino? All this great, brother. Thank you for having me back on here with uh, Mustafa. Man, it's a pleasure to be back. Thank you so much. And again, for those who, who didn't listen to the previous episode, Lino is a financial advisor. He has um he's licensing. He has a securities license. Uh, he also has a, a life insurance license as well. So he has a lot of great um, financial solutions he can provide. Um, could you name a few of them, Lino? Yeah, I mean, there's a few depending. It's on a case-by-case -case basis, right? So 
Uh, we can look at, you know, savings and investments plans, retirement plans. If you're a business entity, maybe offering retirement plans for your employees, especially with the laws changing and, and going into effect rather soon, like the CalSaver stuff, uh, any sort of personal financial decisions. Um, I can I can pretty much bring a solution and an option to any family, any individual, any business owner. Again, it's there's no cookie cutter answer, kind of like in Mustafa's line of practice. Um, it just goes on a case by case basis. Gotcha. Okay. Awesome. Okay. Well, um, we're both on it because we're gonna have some discussion. We have some questions going back and forth. That's why I wanted to do this this group uh, a podcast episode. So, um, Mustafa, can can you can you explain just exactly what a trust, a will, and an estate is? When someone says they're looking for these services, what is what what do these things even mean, really? Okay, so let's start with um, an estate. Okay. An estate essentially is essentially all of the property, real or personal bank accounts that somebody owns. So um, basically when you hear the term net worth, you know, I know a lot of people are familiar. Are you familiar with that term? Net worth, yes, yes. Usually yes. they assume how much you own in assets, right? Liquid assets, total assets, things like that. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. So that that's just another uh, way of saying that's the value of your estate. Okay. An individual's estate, his net worth. You know, it's not necessarily how much you have in the bank. It's if you take all of your assets into account, uh, that compromises your estate. It can be property, bank accounts, businesses, gold, jewelry, et cetera. All of that encompasses an individual's estate. Now, okay. when you talk about a will, a will is instructions for what happens to your estate when you die. Gotcha. Okay. So the will, you leave instructions on how to divide your estate when you die. If you don't have a will, there's you know, lawyers call it the code. It's the probate code. You know, anyone can go look it up. It's the California probate code. It should be available publicly online. And if you don't have a will, the code provides for how your estate is divided upon your death. And it's pretty much common sense, you know, the code. Um, you know, kids get a certain amount et cetera, et cetera. Um, but if you don't want your estate to be subject to the terms of the probate code, you prepare a will with specific instructions on how to um, divide the estate. But now the will or the estate doesn't pass until you die. Okay. So you keep the, proper, the property is still yours until you pass. With, with The will just instructs, um, you know, What's, what happens with your estate when you pass. Now, a trust, that's a separate instrument. Um, they call it a living trust for a reason because it's uh, or it sets up your estate while you're still alive, okay? And you can transfer property from yourself to the trust while you're still alive. And you can designate other trustees, family members to 
have access to those assets to, you know, loan out those assets based in a trust document. So if you want to convey property to somebody while you're still alive and you still want an interest in the property and you still want to maintain ownership in the property, you place the property into a trust. For example, you want to trans, you want to give your granddaughter a home. Okay. Okay. You don't want to give it to her in her name because you don't really trust what she'll be able to do with it, you know, but you don't want to keep it in your name because you don't want to have a house in your name for, you know, tax reasons. So you transfer the house into the trust. Okay. Okay. The trust will say, um, you know, you can, it's a agreement, a contract that you make so it can say anything. A trust can say upon my granddaughter's graduation from UCLA, she'll have the house. If she doesn't graduate from UCLA, then the house goes to someone else. The trust can be that specific with what you want to do with your property, but that property wouldn't be in your name. It'll be in the trust and whatever terms of the trust are stated, that's how the property is going to either be held, transferred, et cetera. Does that make sense? That makes perfect sense. So it sounds like um, to what you're saying, there's sometimes just conditions involved in, 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 in this, correct? It's up to the trustor, the person who creates the trust. Okay. okay. It's his property, but he's putting it into a trust so that certain things can be done with the property while he's alive or when he passes. Gotcha. Okay. You mentioned earlier trustees. How many trustees can 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 you create or can can be made or de- designated? There can be as many as you like. Um, the problem may arise if you have too many trustees. Oh, okay. Because then that's um, too many people with you know decision making authority over what happens to the property. Okay, so the trustee is the person that the trustor allows to kind of take hold of the property or have the right to transfer the property or certain rights with respect to the property, but it all has to be consistent with the trust. Does that make sense? Yeah, okay. So they, in a way, they kind of manage the trust, correct? The trustee, yes. The trustee, yes. They they manage the trust. Okay. Correct. So if there is a house in the trust, the trustee would probably be responsible for paying the taxes on the house. Okay. You see and, what I'm saying? Right, right. And what, what are the benefits of even doing that? Why why would someone want to put, you know, their their, their assets or home like in a trust? Well, what you mentioned earlier some kind of tax benefit. Is that what it is? Or is there more to it? There's that that could be one benefit. Um okay. for example, um, you know, I'm not a tax expert. Um, you know, so you you definitely want to talk to Uh, a certified public accountant for any sort of, um, you know, specific tax advice. Um, But 
if you own two homes, you have to pay a lot of taxes. Gotcha. You know, I know that. However, if you don't want to pay taxes on, on those two homes, you may want to transfer one over into a trust. Because if you sell it, you may have to pay taxes on that too. Or you may not even want to sell it. Okay? So okay. you transfer it over into the trust. And the reason you transfer it over into trust is because you don't want to be personally liable for it. Okay, why wouldn't I want to be liable for it? When what situation would that make sense? Because the same reason why you would set up a business, a corporation, right? So oh, okay, I see what you're saying. Business, protect yourself, okay. To protect yourself. So if the business does the harm, you have a corporation, you don't have to worry about your personal assets being liable for an act you did in the name of the business. So if you transfer a home into a trust, you don't have to worry about that property under, you know, under certain conditions, you know, um, you know, there are ways where, you know, you can go after property in a trust based on acts of the trust store, <clears throat> just like there's ways you can go after an individual's personal property based on acts that he's done on behalf of the business. But you know, those are in rare, limited, egregious circumstances, you know. So if you were to incur a personal liability, the property that's in the trust would not be subject to that personal liability. Gotcha. Okay. All right. All right. You know, it's funny. Um, on social media, just about every single day <laughs> on Instagram or TikTok or YouTube, there's always someone saying open a trust or do this or do that. Like in what situation does it actually make sense to, to, to even live a trust? I mean, is, is it situational based on your assets, on your will, um, how much income you're generating or how much assets you, I mean, when, when's a good time to even have those discussions, even go after that. It depends. You know, if you're young, um, you probably want to have, you know, a lot of money. And, you know, you probably want to be thinking about your children and you probably want to be thinking about um, a way to, to grow and earn money for your children and your grandchildren separate to what you have going on. Okay. Right. So you go to a bank, you put, you can just put a hundred thousand dollars in a trust and tell the bank that you want them to invest this trust prudently and leave instructions in that trust for the, you know, when I pass or in 20 years, the money earned off of this 100000 in the trust will go to my grandchild if she goes to college. If she doesn't, all of the money will go to my great-grandchildren. And you don't have to worry about anything. You can just sit back and go back and, you know, work on your own business and do your own thing and know that the money is in trust for your kids. The property is in trust for your kids. Oh, if I give this property to my daughter, she may sell it. 
I want this family to be in a house forever. Okay. Okay. You put that into a trust. You let your granddaughter live in the house. She doesn't have the right to sell the house. She only has the right to live in the house. Okay. But that house is not necessarily on your books, so to speak. It's on the trust. The trust will have to pay taxes, et cetera, et cetera. It's like how you set up a business for a, a private, for business purposes, you set up a corporation for a business purpose. You will set up a trust for a personal reason. Another example would be if someone was like, if you're elderly. So if you're elderly, and you need help making your mortgage payments. You need help paying the bills, and you have a, um, a child who's helping you, okay? But you don't want to give them the house because you want to live in the house, but you need them to help you. So you put the property in a trust. You create a bank account in the tr trust name. You name that loved one as the trustee. And they can pay your bills, uh, write your checks for the trust, um, conduct business on the trust behalf because, you know, you're getting old and you don't have the, uh, the mental stamina to stay on top of everything. So you put it in a trust with instructions for, you know, your loved one while you're still alive. And within there, you know, the provisions of your will can also be within a trust too. So those are those are the only two situations I see somebody in a trust. Someone who has a lot of money and they're thinking about their, you know, kids and their grandchildren and want to leave some money for them that they can't really, you know, waste. You will put it in a trust. Or if you're elderly and you want to transfer, um, you know, some rights and responsibilities to a loved one, you would need a, a trust under those circumstances as well. But just getting a trust because, you know, you heard rich people have a trust. Um, you know, someone who's a trust fund baby, you say, I want to go out and get a trust. The big question is, what assets are you going to put in the trust? If you don't have any assets to put in the trust, then, you know, just keep hustling. You know, you'll get there. Okay. And, and what's like the cost associated with setting some, something up like this? It's just a, just a couple of thousand dollars just to set it up. You know, okay. A couple of thousand dollars. Um, you know, you have to draft a document. You have to find out what the terms are going to be. You know, and then usually you have to go to the bank account and set up a trust account. And then whatever property you're going to transfer into trust, whether it's real estate um stocks etc you have to execute a, a legal transfer out of your name in, into the legally formed entity which is the trust so it takes about you know maybe you know 10 15 attorney hours wow okay. yeah okay and this is something that has to be done obviously like um face to face right like in your office or something right so someone someone's looking they can come to your office and and we want to set this up yeah, absolutely. 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 It's not it's not terribly difficult. I want to go ahead and chime in here, you know, when I help out clients. So I'm I'm just like Mustafa. So 
I help the the average person, the person that only has maybe two hundred, five hundred, six hundred dollars to put away on a monthly basis. They might not have the two hundred and fifty thousand dollars required to have an assets under management by a you know advisor at one of these big firms. <clears throat> and one of the common themes is uh, generational wealth building. So, like Mustafa said, hey, keep hustling, keep doing all these things. Uh, one of the fastest ways, in my opinion, to build generational wealth is getting some sort of permanent coverage on your life through some sort of life insurance policy. And you can actually make your trust, if you have one, the owner of your life insurance policy and then get with somebody like Mustafa right, to dictate how you want that death benefit to be distributed. I want $5,000 a month to go to whoever is going to be taking care of my kids should something happen to me and, and my wife. Um, this, 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 et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So um, it's definitely beneficial uh, understanding the components of, and, and by the way, Mustafa, thank you for explaining that in layman's terms and clarifying it uh, for the average person to digest. Uh, because again, these are higher level conversations that are not really held in our communities. And so having people like Mustafa, having people like myself that will just take the time to educate you and explain these things is it, it's a huge bonus because most of the time you got to pay to even get a meeting right with an attorney. Right. Yeah. It doesn't have to, it shouldn't be like that, you know, cause like yeah. we're, we're just talking right now, you know, so it shouldn't yeah. have to be like that. And, uh, and, and so, yeah. And so that's, that's one aspect of one aspect. And for the listeners out there, it's just some food for thought to start thinking about and start hustling a little more and start thinking about the next, the next wave of, of uh, family members that you're going to come that you're going to develop. All right. So uh, my, my parents, uh, my parents version of, of leaving me some sort of legacy was like, yo, we got this land over in our home country. And uh, we're going to leave that land to you. And then you can do what you want with it. And I'm like, I really doubt I'm going to move over there. <laughs> I really doubt that yeah. I'm going to do it over there. So, uh, you know, that plays a big role. Uh, that coupled with uh, getting a little more knowledgeable and literate when it comes to finances, I think goes a long way. Because then you can choose, you know, the funds that you want inside your retirement plan at work. Oh, maybe you have a 401k. Maybe you have a 403b. Uh, I'm a homeowner. So, yeah, maybe it'd be a great idea to open up a trust and put the put the uh, home in the trust name, et cetera. So, you know, uh, for the listeners out there, take advantage of your resources and, and start asking more questions. Yeah, because it's important to start thinking about this. You know, if you, if you can't get a trust now, you know, that's okay. But it's really important to start thinking about, about this stuff right now because, you know, a lot of people, a lot of communities, they've been thinking about this stuff their whole lives. You know, they've been living off trust since the age of five, you know, so they've been thinking about this and preparing for the future. And that kind of guides your hustle. You know, it makes you make smarter investments. So you, you think about, you know, compounding interest and you get with Lino and you, and you get some investment product because you're thinking, wow, I need to leave something. You know, a lot of people don't know they can do that, you know, that they can really leave something for their grandchildren, people that they don't even know yet, you know, they can leave money for them. So, um, you know, Listeners out there, start thinking about this stuff now, you know, so that you can be in a better position and you won't be scratching your heads um, <laughs> when your grandchildren are looking at you. 
<laughs> yeah. yeah, and then again, BMW, you know. <laughs> going back to the previous example, if you know, if, let's just say that the trust is not the owner of your insurance policy, then that insurance policy will just pay to whoever the beneficiary is. So if the beneficiary is your 19-year-old son, your 19-year-old son is going to get the whole $500,000 to do whatever they want with that money because it's it's theirs, right? And so maybe with no instructions. With no instructions, <laughs> but with trust, you could use that five hundred thousand dollars. You send it to the trust. The trust can be instructed to only let him get a nickel, you know, if he goes to college, right? Or, or if he has a grandkid, then right. he can get some money, and it, it kind of helps him too. It lets him know, you know, what's important to you, and um, that you know, nothing in life is free. You know, you got to put some conditions on everything. Right, right. That's where they value what you left for them, right? Right. You know, and they just don't go wasted, you know. So I think that I think that's um, very, very important for our listeners to understand as well. So start seeing it from another perspective. And the other thing that I'll leave the listeners with is you can only put a permanent policy into a trust and it can't be a temporary policy or what's known as a term policy. Uh, term policies are more economical. They're more friendly on a budget but they're temporary. So it has to be a, a permanent insurance policy. And there are so many permanent policies out there. You have whole life policies, you have, you know, indiction universal life policies, you have, uh, you know, some that are just designed for final expenses. So final expense policies, which is a type of whole life policy. So there's so many policies is what I'm trying to get at that you should get with a, with a professional, a financial professional to really educate you on the best options for you. That's awesome. Thank you for explaining that, Lino. Um, yeah, some people don't really know what what temporary means. You know that the, the, the term, and then term that's like a specific time period, right? Yes. Yeah, so when you get a term policy, you have insurance. It's like you're renting your insurance, okay? And you're renting that insurance for a specific term, usually for maybe ten, twenty, or thirty years. And so for that term, you'll have a fixed payment for your insurance policy for those twenty years. But once mm. those twenty years are up. You know, your insurance is expired and you're 20 years older. So if you get another term, it'll probably be an arm and a leg. It's a lot more expensive. Maybe you're uninsurable because you've developed some sort of conditions with your health. And so I'm a big advocate of getting your permanent policy in place. But then again, like I mentioned, there's a variety of different types of um, permanent insurance policies out there. And when you get something permanent, now the, the premiums are going to be slightly higher because they're permanent now. But it's kind of like owning a house now. You can start building uh, kind of like you build equity inside a house. You right. can start building equity inside of your insurance policy. Uh, and that's a term called cash value. And there's all these things, uh, you know, that are involved with the policy. But it's important to get ed educated on that aspect as well. Right on. Thank you for explaining that. So to the listeners, all three of us, we're all licensed. And we all, you know, we, we specialize in different parts of the finance industry. So myself, I'm a mortgage broker. And I, I deal with the commercial loans, residential loans, and I also specialize in both personal business credit. So, so all the listeners out there, you can you can use all three of us. We're all your resources. You know, you need you you want to get started by owning your own property. You want to buy an investment property. That's great. You know, and then and Lino can also have make sure that that he can put a policy on there, right? So to make sure that those assets are protected in the future. And then, you know, Mustafa, of course, he can set it all up under one big, beautiful package and put a bow on it, making sure that it's in the state and has conditions. So all three of us can work together to help people, you know, in our own special way. 
you know, and and I, I always want to I want to make sure everyone knows that you don't have to be a millionaire to do all these things. You you know, you can start, you know, at a at a young age, 20, 30 years old, just taking one step at a time, but eventually you can use all of our services as you gradually evolve within your your you know your your financial journey, right? Absolutely. Yeah, one thousand percent. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, there are some people that might be listening that's that are saying, you know what, I I already have my permanent policy and I've already had it for, you know, 15 years. And uh, I, I do own a house, though. Uh, one of the things that I like to bring to the table is, is like a different perspective. So if you're a homeowner, you're probably locked into maybe a 30 year mortgage. OK, right. Maybe 15 years have gone by already and you got 15 years left on the house and you owe, let's say, maybe two hundred thousand dollars left that you have to pay for that house. Well, one of the things that you can do is you can leverage a term policy for the next 15 years, just in case something happens to you between now and by the time that your house is paid off, you can use that term policy to have your significant other pay the rest of the house, if that makes sense. Right. Okay. So if I if you know, if I've had a mortgage for 15 years, I got 15 more years to go, I got two hundred thousand to pay on this mortgage, I might consider getting a temporary or a term policy. That'll cover my life for the next 15 years uh, for a, the fraction of a price of something permanent, just so that I have that peace of mind knowing that I'm not going to leave my spouse with the burden of paying off this house for the next 15 years. Make gotcha, sense? Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. And and from my understanding, you can always, um, you can upgrade, right? You can, you can do a term poly, maybe a certain part of your life, or and then maybe you can eventually move up to, to, a, to a permanent policy, right? Is, is that correct? It depends on the, on the, product provider, the carrier that you got your term policy with. So they all have different bells and whistles. Some will allow you to convert it into a permanent policy within a certain amount of time. Some will not. It just it just really depends on the carrier that you go with. And so the advantage that I bring to the table is that I'm an independent advisor. Uh, I'm not captive. I'm non-captive. So rather than working with one company, I have access to over 200 different financial institutions and insurance solutions that, that I can go tap into. Uh, to really find what's best for the person that I'm sitting in front of. Gotcha. Thank you so much. Thanks so much, Lino. Um, Mustafa, quick question. Um, you, how long have you been? I'm sorry. How long have you been practicing law again? About 15 years. 15 years. So within those 15 years, do you have any like a success story that you want to share with us? I'm sure you had a lot. <laughs> you know, it's just like oh, you know, someone's music catalog. You have a bunch of hits. But what's what's something that stands out that that you uh, that you that you can share with, with the listeners? Well, in the line, uh, you know, I had this one case where uh, it was out in, um, in Orange County. Uh, my clients, they were from uh, from Texas. And um, her brother had, um, well, dad was living with his daughter out in Texas. Okay. okay. And um, towards the end of dad's life, um, the brother somehow weaseled him back. And I, I won't say weasel, that's a strong word, but the brother <laughs> um, enticed him back to California to live, live with him in his last uh, in his last days. It was like, but you know, prior to that, the um, you know, the dad had written a, his his son off. You know, that was his only son. Um, but it's a lot of details that I can get into. But so a big trust dispute broke out. Dad set up a trust. He made his daughter the trustee. And he left most of the property to his daughter and because she had grandsons. He had two grandsons. 
Um, and he left most of the property to her. Um, son didn't like that. So, you know, as dad got old, and what happens when people get old, they get they get dementia, you know, and, and they don't remember and they're easily um influenced, you know, especially by people that that love them, you know, don't do this to me, you know, give me the house. I'm the oh, one who wow. you, I'm taking, you know. So these type of things go on um when people near the end of their lives, you know. Think about it. Um, you know, if you don't have money, no problem, you know what I'm saying? But if you have five million dollars and you have dementia, oh, man. how many people, in addition to your children, are gonna? I mean, you gotta look at the banker, the baker, they like, oh, this guy's loaded, he's getting old. Let me see if I can, you know, you're tipping people a hundred dollars, you know. So, <laughs> you know, it's yeah. like, you gotta be careful, you know. That's why you need a trust, you know, and somebody that you trust, you know, to make sure so make a long story short, he, he comes in, he has uh, dad execute a different trust, transferring everything over to him. Um, we had to file a lawsuit. It was in Orange County. Uh, we had to go to trial. It was a bench trial. And at, and this was after dad had already passed. We had to do the trial after he passed. And we're, we're fighting over his estate, brother and sister fighting over the estate. Nobody's poor. They're just fighting over dad's money. Um, and I was able to um, get the the fraudulent trust voided for my client. And she was able to get, you know, some of the money back. He, had, you know, the other uh, beneficiary had burned a lot of the money off. Um, so that's one kind of success story that's related to trust. And it's, you know, instructive on how you should use a trust and when a trust could be beneficial to you. Um, but you can never, you know, like, and it happens all of the time. Like there are trust cases every day, brother and sister arguing over money. Nobody thinks it'll happen, but I see it every time. And unfortunately, the lawyers end up getting a lot of the money most of the times. So moral of, my moral of the story is, Spend all your money while you're still alive, and you still. <laughs> Once you go crazy, don't even worry about it. Let them fight over it because they're fight over it. Give it to them while you're still alive. You got a million dollars right now. Give it to your your daughter or your grandkids. You know now, so you can see them enjoy it because exactly. And if I, I if I would have left that money for my kids, and after I die, they're down here fighting over it. A lawyer, I don't even know. You know what I'm saying? Gets a couple hundred thousand dollars from just dealing with the whole mess that could have been going to my grandkids. Right. Just you know, it's what what a waste. You know, I said, man, if that was the case, I would have, you know, flew my grandkid to Spain and you know lived it up for one night rather than, you know, try to leave it behind just to have them fight over it. So, right, yeah. that makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah, thank you for that. You're right. You know, they they should if if they have the money there. Give it to your grandsons to go to college, you go to school, give it to your, your kids so they can buy a house, right? And there's a lot of things you can do right now, set away until tomorrow, right? I mean, that's great if you want to leave something for after you're gone, um, but yeah, use it now. You, you can invest money now. You can do lots of different things. And that's one thing that also I want to bring Lino is he he also has a security license. So, I mean, you can even <laughs> get, him, get him involved and get you, get you something, you know, get some investments going. Okay. Well, thank you so much for sharing that. That, that means a lot. Um, 
Mustafa, what what are your your uh, your short term goals and your long term goals? You know, I just want to um, you know, just keep continuing, uh, you know, continue building my practice, um, you know, continue, um, you know, helping people, um, and that's and that's about it, man. I try to keep it um, keep it simple, you know. I've had um, you know, a fair share of success, you know, made a a fair amount of money, you know, enough to where I can be happy with coming from where I came from. So, you know, I just try to, you know, just try to help people, man. So if anybody gets this, uh, you know, listen, the listeners out there, um, you know, you guys think you got some, you know, bright ideas, you know, you just need an attorney to kind of, you know, help you figure things out, you know, to either get you across the finish line or get you to the starting line, you know, give me a call, man. I love to get involved in, um, you know, try to help you know help you live out your uh your dreams you know because that's what um that's what i like to do and that's what i like to see i like to see other people succeed right on right on. thank you so much and, and mustafa if someone wants to get in contact with you how, how can they do so yeah you can um you know my email is the best way it's uh mustafa my first name m-u-s like sam t-a-f like frank a mustafa and that's that line in the law L-I-O-N-I-N-T-H-E-L-A-W.com. I'm also on Instagram. I'm not a big, uh, you know, a big user, um, but you can reach me on there and it's at line in the law. If any listeners out there have some, uh, you know, particular savvy um, Instagram marketing skills, you know, I got some money <laughs> if you want to make it. Maybe you can give me, uh, you know, help me go viral. Um, or you can just call my office 213-550-4460. Um, yeah, get at me. Right on, right on. And Lino, someone wants to get, wants to get at you about some insurance policy, some investments, some future generational. What, what, how, how can they reach out to you too? Yeah, definitely. Well, first and foremost, they can uh, book a time slot on my Calendly app, on my calendar. And that's calendly.com slash Perez Lino, P-E-R-E-Z-L-I-N-O. And whatever time you book, it goes straight to my calendar. So it's a guaranteed meet virtually. And that's Calendly.com. So C-A-L-E-N-D-L-Y.com, Calendly.com slash Perez Lino. Um, that is the fastest way to get a hold of me. Uh, or, you know, um, Instagram is also great. Um, I have an Instagram. It's uh, K Town Lino. That's the vicinity that I live in. K T O W N L I N O. Uh, but I'm just like Mustafa. I'm a very inactive user on there, which I should, <laughs> I should, I should probably use more. So Calendly is always great. Uh, LinkedIn is always great as well. Uh, LinkedIn. I'm under Lino Perez. L I N O P E R E Z. You'll see me there with the brown suit smiling. Um, so yeah, man, thanks, thanks for having me on. It was great, uh, being able to have Mustafa on and kind of go back and forth on, on a few things that we might be able to help, uh, one client on. So, you know, usually successful people, they have three people in the corners, right? They have a good attorney, a good financial professional and advisor and a good, uh, tax, tax profession, right? So you got Mustafa, you got myself, uh, you know, we'll connect you with a good CPA. I'm sure Mustafa knows some, I know some. <laughs> for so. sure we got the dream team here listen up <laughs> all right I'll thank you so much Lino appreciate that Ryan Mustafa once again thank you for joining the podcast um like I say everyone wants to reach out some go ahead anyone ask any questions from me uh in regards to credit business credit uh commercial loans real estate 
uh, mortgages, um, you can reach out to me at Lionel Home Loans. I have an Instagram as well. Um, that's L-E-O-N-E-L, Home Loans. Um, and also I have a Gmail account. So it's the same thing, Loans at gmail.com. Aside from that, thank you to everyone who listened to our episode. If you have any other questions for Mustafa or for Lino or for myself, I'll make sure that we'll get those questions answered um, or just any kind of question at all. Thank you so much, Mustafa. Take care, brother. Thanks, Lionel. Thanks, you guys.